What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. This is the Austin edition of Chrissy Chaos. Okay, we're here. We're in Austin. We're on 6th Street. People say it's dirty and there's shit in the streets. And I say, well, come to my house. I got little kids running all around. You know, one of my daughters shit in the dishwasher the other day. So for me, Austin is home. I like it. Do I want to move here? No, but that's because they don't have enough Puerto Ricans for me. I literally, I stay, I'm a New York guy, and I need Puerto Ricans and pizza. And Austin doesn't have enough of that to warrant a move, but I do like to visit, and I do like to get in touch with whatever it is, Lady Bird Dick, Lady Bird Lake. (laughs) I like that, and I like meeting new people here, and I like meeting new comics here, and that's why I've invited... A, a very, very funny comic. I saw him on Andrew Santino's podcast, and I was like, I like this guy. I said, this guy's got senator energy. <laughs> That's what I felt like. He's got good th- senator you can trust energy, and his name's Brian Simpson, and you know him too. Hello, well, Brian. <laughs> I've never been described that way. You got good se- You got a senator I can trust energy. Then, which is crazy because I hate politicians. Right. I, I, you know, this is, I, I think anybody that seeks power is, is not trustworthy. Yeah. It's, it's, we need a reluctant person we don't get that here right the so it, that's a good point because the whole act of running for office is steeped in narcissism and ego yeah think about all the hero stories you've heard it's always the god that's like no not me I can, right. i'm not the chosen one and they like, no, you are you're right. destiny that the people have to be pushed into it but here everyone that gets power are the people that want power well that's why george washington first first presidente you know he didn't even want to do it they were like you have to do it we have elected you there was not he he was the he was the only like pure president because he did not even run for office he did not want to do it he was being told that you have to do this because you led the army against the british but um but he was also the first politician to get very very rich off he did get rich off off and let's be honest let's be honest he died of throat cancer and now we know historically anybody who died of throat cancer because you were eating that pussy. Eat pussy yeah and and so and that's but that's by the way that's what you want from the president benjamin franklin who was never our president you know he was able to get france to join the Revolutionary War, join our cause to beat the British. Why? Because he was he was tapping ass in France, and he tapped a, f- a few asses in Paris, and that's why he, <laughs> and it's true, and that's why he would take diplomatic missions over there because he was tapping ass in, in in France, and and I think that that's okay. You know, you, you Benjamin the, Frank was grabbing him by the pussy, and I think that's okay. You think the wooden teeth? You think that changes how it feels to get your pussy? Well, I mean, actually, his teeth weren't wooden, right? They, we know now. So they say it was like slave teeth. It was like he would go, he would. Get a slave, open your mouth. Oh, he has a, he has a good molar. Rip listen, that shit out. Listen, you can't you can't believe what um, climate change. <laughs> Please, um, I I but yes, the wooden teeth are. I think if I was going to get fellatio from a person, I'd prefer they wouldn't have wooden teeth because uh, you know it can't feel good. And the last thing you want is a splinter in your in your penis. I mean, that's got to suck, right? Yeah, but this was before toothpaste. You ever think about that? How did people brush their teeth? What was the clean? I think about we think about going back in time, but what did back in time smell like? It was bad. It was it was real bad. I right. bet you. Yeah. I mean, I know that what we consider bad smells now is different, right? From perspective, because like you know, like if you if you smell a fart mm-hmm. and you go, wow, that's gross. But if somebody goes, oh no 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 no, they're they're cooking eggs in the kitchen. That's, yeah. And you go, oh okay, that smells great. Right. It's the same smell. Right. But it's like your perspective. So it's like I think back then they just put up with. A little more BL than we would. Just put up with that. And I think that even, you know, back then, it's like I saw a study once from a, an, let me pronounce it right. I think it's an odor, odorologist, otorolinologist, odorologist, somebody who deals with smelling stuff, an otorolinologist. 
We'll pull it up. One of those doctors said that smell, your sense of smell, the society's sense of smell, is based off a majority of smells as we grow. You know, at, at, we're, 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 our sense of smell is developing while we're in utero. So what your mom is smelling is you're starting to get a sense of what's good, what's bad. So he said back then, their sense of they didn't have nice smelling things. So something that would be foul to us wasn't actually foul to them. The, the, the part of their brain that gets you know excited, like when we smell something, we're like, uh, their brain didn't do that. Mm. And I was like, interesting. And then with foods, they said if we went back in time and ate food, actual food from the 1600s, we would die within a day or two because of the bacteria that's in that food that their gut it, was able to digest. Oh, Our gut shit. would not be able to digest. So time travel's off the table. It's off the yeah. Anybody who says time travel's a fucking stupid poopy pants idiot because you can't be time traveling. You would die if you went back in time. You'd be dead. You would have to get one of them uh, one of them uh, fecal implants. That's it. By the way, the answer is an otologist is what I yeah. So wow, you fucked that all up. Well, that's what happens. Oh, an otologist or a neurotologist or a neurotologist. There you go, dude. A doc let me tell you something. A doctor with a bow tie is a doctor you can trust. That's what you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he'd probably do a magic trick or two. Yeah. We were saying, by the way, before the show started, we were saying that in order to have a good podcast. You need an you need an engineer who has autism for you to be able to cut up the clips. You need somebody That's, on the spectrum. I think it's also true for a doctor. I'd like my doctor to be on the spectrum. Can I throw my theory out there, please? I think we're all autistic. I think it's just whether you Preach, find it, whether you find the thing you're autistic about. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're autistic about comedy, right? We're crack. Like if you you if you thought about this, you ex if you explain the behavior of a comedian to a to to a person and didn't say comedy, they would think you were talking about a crackhead. Or an, or an autistic person. Yeah, out at, out late at night, uh, obsessive. Yeah. You're losing money. You're, doing, yeah. you're making bad financial choices to yeah. go do this thing. You're like, oh, what spots? Yeah. yeah, where in this bad neighborhood, in this back alley, down these stairs? Yeah, yeah. It's you're you're you be you're an addict. In a way, that's there's a lot of truth to that. You are well, we are that. I think we are. It's just everybody. I think it's good to be an addict, but like you said, what are you addicted to? There's people that suck dick for spots. Yes. Yeah. That's, how do you think I performed at the mothership last night? <laughs> um, so, so, I, but because it is interesting though, like you now, because here, here's, here's, here's somebody like you, you born and raised in Washington D.C. Yep, this nation's capital, which this is great capital. Um, you know, you know me, USA, big fan. So, and but but what I like, what 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 is always fascinating to guys like you is you pursued your dream and you had to leave home to do it sometimes i feel like a fraud because i could pursue my dream of comedy but the mecca of comedy most people consider new york, new city, york city a stand-up at least it was five train stops away from me from where i grew up i had my whole support system there so sometimes i'm like yeah i do okay but it's like you know well, i'm a pussy i well, have five well, train stops but i didn't leave i didn't leave home to pursue comedy i left home just to get away Right, I, and I joined. Did you not have a good home life? I was a foster kid. Whoa! So I grew up in. I grew. Up, I was born in D.C. till I was like six, seven years old, and I and then I bounced around PG County, Maryland, which is like right next to it, for until I was eighteen, and then I joined the Marine Corps to get away, get out of that. Oh, so you fought in the war? I was well. That, yeah. Thank but you for your service. It was. I wasn't great. I wasn't a, a heroic or anything like that. Yeah, but you were still a Marine, dude. I was a Marine. Yeah, I was in Iraq a couple of times, but I was not on the front line in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but you still were in Iraq. I try to tell people this: Black people don't join the military for patriotic reasons. Right. 
I the best you could like I, I always say I'm not willing to die for my country, but I'll kill somebody for my country or I'll help yeah. kill them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's the best you can hope for. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, I think like. I think yeah, you know, and and by the way, like that's that's what I think, you know, killing somebody for your country is that's is what really it's all about. I was gonna say yeah, I, you know, you don't need to know the pledge of allegiance. I, you know, for <laughs> well, me, it's like you know, you shoot you shoot somebody for the country, you're good by me. Yeah, we all know it. I mean, look, there was black people in the military even when it was like inarguably racist. Like people were still like right. fresh out of Jim Crow, just right. in the military. You know, right? So, yeah. But let's be honest. Let, you know, I mean, listen, white people, we can all suck. I get it. But the most racist people are Indian people. Oh, Indian those fucking people? people are Indian. I can't wait to get the next guest in. His name's Kenny Simpson. I fucking... See, the, I, they are racist. I thought it was Asian people. Asian people. Well, Indians are Asians, right? Asian, by the way, Asian people, I mean, they get away with it all. They are... You ever know the rape of Nanking? No. Oh, let's talk... You think white people are bad. Let me tell you something. The Chinese, first of all... The Japanese, listen, here's the thing. We didn't mean to, I know it's bad to drop a nuke. I understand <laughs> that's not good. My grandfather shouldn't have done that. I know, you know, but hey, listen, if we're just being honest here, it is that, you know, the two showrooms at the mothership are named after the bomb. So we did get, you know, it's nice. But I'm not saying that the innocent people of Japan did not deserve this. But let me tell you something and know a little bit of history. The rape of Nanking. When you come out your face, Japan, when you come out the pocket and you go into the Nanking section of China, and you start bayoneting babies just because they're Chinese in front of their moms and dads, and then you cut the dad's dick off in front of the mom, and then you mutilate them, and then you put them in camps, and you burn people on fire, and you burn and kill children, the United States is going to step in and radiate your entire country, okay? <laughs> so don't do that again. See, I and don't, I don't want to hear all the time that, you know, I know that, again, I know that, you know, the media, the white people are the worst. I get it, I get it, I get it. But the, can somebody talk about the Japanese in history? Because those guys were fucking bad, bad, bad. You have like Wall Street broker energy. Like, yeah, like yeah. I feel like every time I talk to you, I feel like you, you, you sold me something, but yes. I don't know what the fuck it was or how much it cost. I'm selling you the American dream, my friend. <laughs> and we're going after those Japanese. No, no. I, I just think for me... You know, because I love history, right? And oh, I get yeah, yeah. and I get that people, I get that people in history, uh, I get that people don't have the time. I almost feel, you know, uh, fortunate. It's like I get an opportunity to like just I have all day, right? And I can just Google shit and learn shit, and and I know that the common person working in a factory can't do that. But but sometimes, like when you look back in history, you're like, man, everybody, human beings, us as a species. We fucking kill each other left and right, oh, yeah. and we're, it ain't good. We're not better. We're just we. Our technology makes us think we better than the Romans. <laughs> yes, but for real, we just yeah. we, we have all the, we fight over all the same shit. Yeah. It's all the same schemas and scammers. It's all the same selfish behavior. Yes, we don't. We haven't changed. We just we just have technology now. It's like, and, and that's a good point because back in the like I believe we're all like your type of character exists in history in, in, in every generation. Mine, yeah. all these people. It's just different technologies, different kings, different conquerors, uh, uh, different countries at the top of the list, different countries at the bottom. But at the end of the day, a thousand years ago, there were two people sitting in a room doing their version of a podcast, oh, right? Yeah. Like the, the, there were two people in a room. There were there was a guy having cheating on his wife. There was a, a little kid that that didn't want that wanted to get away from his parents. There was somebody who thought they were gay. There it was all that. It's, they, it's, oh, they were bards. The yeah. bards would go and they would sing. They would sing the business. 
What's the bards? The bards were like uh, they would they would like to walk around with the lutes and like sing songs. Oh, yeah, they were how everybody knew everybody's business. They would like sing the business. Oh, they were like little uh, like songbirds, like little yeah. fucking rats, and we call them in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would just yeah. The king's fucking the queen's sister shit. Now let me ask you this: What do you think if you could go back in time in history? What time would you want to go back to? What's your favorite part of history? See, time travel was tricky for black folks. Yeah. You can bring Sunkiss, by I the way. I guess I go back to, like, Massa Musa time, you know? What? They said he was he was supposedly the richest man in history. Massa Musa? Massa Musa. He had Elon Musk money. He, he was so rich, more than Elon Musk. Wow, he made Elon Musk look like a this, bitch. This is the story. I haven't looked deeply into it, but he was apparently so rich that, like, if he came to your city, he would just ruin the economy because... He he would just buy everything. Like he would he would spend so much money. It's like the people because because the there has to be poor people in the in any economy. Sure, right. And it's like he would come through and just make every shop owner fucking rich. Right. It's like Yo, I'll give you a thousand dollars for that thing that's worth a dollar. Right. You know. And then next thing you know, it's like if everyone's rich, no one's rich. Interesting. Yeah. It's that kind of shit. Yeah. If everyone. Yeah. If everyone's rich, no one's rich. And Socrates said, if everything's okay, nothing's okay. You know. He said back in his time. And I almost feel like maybe things are happening this way now. I don't know. But it feels like Socrates, if he was here right now, he'd be like, okay, this is what I was warning about. He said, if you give the people two choices, right? If you give them two choices to elect a leader, if you give a doctor, you put a doctor up there and the doctor says, elect me. I can't let you guys eat candy because it's going to damage your health, but elect me and everyone will be healthier. And then you put a candy shop owner and say, fuck that guy. I'm going to give everybody candy. The people will always inevitably elect the candy shop owner. They will always do that because right. that's that's why he believed like democracy. The flaw was you can't let everybody vote. You the, the, the whole idea of letting everyone vote, he said, is is, is the problem with democracy because, because most people are stupid. Because yeah, you have to elect people to vote for you because you can't. And that there is truth to that. Right. But then he said also because I didn't real I didn't know this. You know, in Greek times, two thousand. You know, we think we're the most ad advanced. Now, right? You would right. say we're the most advanced now, we're the most progressive now. It's not true. They were as progressive in Greek times. They had bestiality, uh, 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 open homosexuality, um, anything you wanted. Anything you wanted, they were like, we're having a party. And that's oh, what wow. he said. If everything's okay, then nothing's okay. And that's what led, they think, to the demise of ancient Greece, ancient Rome, Everything's okay. Nothing's everything okay. okay. And I do feel like we're getting to that point now. Now, listen, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm all about everything's okay. I mean, I fucking drank a Bud Light and put on my Nikes yesterday, and and I'm, I'm good. But, but I think that we are getting now because I got a kid, two, three kids. I'm thinking like, man, are we at the the beginning of the end? Are we at the beginning of Definitely. the end of the Roman Empire? Definitely. You think so? Definitely. Wow. Look, Senator Simpson because, says yes. Because the solution to all our problems. Is shit that we can't, we not capable. The solution to our problems is working together, and we can't. We that's just not in our nature. Right, we're not going to do that. We're at the end of being able to to offset our shitty behaviors. Right, right. We can't. We're never going to stop polluting shit. We never going to stop overusing shit. You know, your kids. You're the last. This is, we're the last generation that's going that should be having kids. Your kids should not have kids. Okay. It's a wrap. It's nothing It's nothing for them in the future. Unless they can fucking, you know, breathe dirt or eat. Yes. Eat, you know, plastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's like what my kids, uh, apparently I watched a documentary yesterday. Apparently there's so much microplastics in the ocean and in the fish. I gave my kid mostly a fish diet. I'm just feeding them plastic. Yeah. 
pretty that's much what it is. Radioactive fish plastic babies. Yeah, that that's that I and and we're all full of we really are walking we're walking bags of microplastics. All of us. There's microplastics in our skin. Where they said now you ingest so much microplastics over the last 20, 30 years that the mother the mother is eating so much microplastic that while the baby is developing in utero, their ba- their their cells are being formed with microplastics in them. So essentially, my kids are plastic. All right, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Listen, the sunshine is finally here. I love it. So rather than getting takeout, rather than going out to eat, I get HelloFresh. I cook it with my family. Then we eat it outside. HelloFresh, it's literally... First of all, it's cheaper. HelloFresh is cheaper than going to the grocery store. 25%, I'm sorry, 25% cheaper than takeout. Um, everything arrives in pre-portioned uh, uh, packaging. Easy to follow instructions. You make it, you cook it. Things that you can do with the family, I like it. And if you don't have a family, you do it yourself. You do it with your multiple personalities. Whatever you want to do, it's awesome. HelloFresh, it's something that I use religiously. It's something that's helped me uh, throughout, when, you know, in addition to my intermittent fasting, once I've lost the weight. HelloFresh has been uh, crucial for it, so I thank you for that. And right now, you can go get a sick discount. As we say all the time, we don't know how this company makes money because they give away so much stuff for free. Go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos16 and use the code chaos16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash chaos16. Use the code chaos16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. It's easy to get into an accident, okay? They're not planned. It's not something that you expect. And in a lot of times, they're unavoidable, right? Accidents are just unavoidable. Car accident, work accident, who knows? I mean, I've had a couple of accidents. And they're easy to happen. They always happen when you least expect it. And 35% of fatal accidents, they occur between 6 p.m. and midnight. People ages 25 to 34 are the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. 15 to 24, ages 15 to 24, highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents. And what can you do? If this thing happens to you, perhaps to a family member, who do you call? I'll tell you who you call. No, it's not the Ghostbusters. It's Morgan and Morgan. Okay, you've seen ads for them all over. They make this so easy. Okay, if you ever get into an accident, to submit an injury claim. Then, boom, Morgan, you get into an accident right now. Get the app Morgan and download the app for Morgan and Morgan, and then you start submitting your claims. You can submit a claim. It's as easy as hitting snooze on your alarm for the eighth time. That's how easy it is. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and 600 lawyers with over $15 billion recovered for clients. Morgan & Morgan has the best proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. So right now, if you're ever injured or you think you're going to be injured, check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash chaos or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's F-O-R, the people, dot com slash chaos or pound law, pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Just want to let you know. Shout out Morgan and Morgan. Got brand new merch. Go to chrisdcomedy.com. Hit that Chrissy Chaos merch button. I got those Anxiety Tuesday shirts reloaded. Sweatshirts. The Anxiety Tuesday ones are my personal favorite. You wear it. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody knows about anxiety. It's a cool design. Nice fit. Anxiety Tuesday merch. Go get it. chrisdcomedy.com. 
Guys, we have over 100 episodes of content at patreon.com slash Comedy. In addition to that, we have sketches up there. We have ways to get involved in the show up there. Just go to patreon.com slash Comedy. Right on that community board. Tell us how you want to get involved. We'll handle the rest. It's really, really awesome. Patreon is a way that kind of keeps the show going. It, uh, yeah, we really can't make the show without that. So go to patreon.com slash Comedy and help support. And we give you the content. We love doing it. And we appreciate the support. Go be a Puerto Rican. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Yeah. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't even bring up. See, see, we only talking about the problems that we cause. Yes. Don't forget the fucking universe is trying to kill us. Yes. Yeah. All day, every day. Oh, no, there's super volcanoes that's overdue. Mm -hmm. There's fucking asteroids that we can't trap. Yep. The sun could go red giant. Yep. The, there's fucking gamma ray bursts, super massive black holes, fucking loose black holes out there. Forget about that. And then also bacteria. Every single second we are awake and breathing, even when we're sleeping, there is bacteria out there trying to get in your body to use you as the host and eat you alive from the inside. And don't forget, the ancient bacteria that's getting into the water from those polar ice caps that's melting, like bacteria from back, that might have been what killed the dinosaurs one of the times. Might have been. Yeah, and it's, so every time the polar ice caps melt, more bacteria is free from that shit, ancient shit. Let me tell you something. By the way, I think your biological parents were from New York. Okay? Mine? Yeah, dude, because the way you just said in the water, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm home right now. Yeah, no. On the water, you just made me feel like I'm home, which it, it, it just calmed me down. I f well, I feel like the, D the D.C. accent is, you know, and I guess some, some people would argue that I don't really have a, a thick D.C. accent, but it comes out. You sound like you're from New York, but the man. DC accent is an amalgamation of like it's a little bit of Southern, a little bit of Philly, a little bit of New York. It's right. all kind of mixed. Kind of. Do you ever were like? Do you ever think about your biological parents and be like, "Where are all these people?" Oh no, I know them. Oh, you know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the reason they put you into Forster? They ever speak to you about it? Uh, yeah, it's a long. I mean, it's it's yes and no. I mean, I know. My, so my mom left us with her mom. She didn't put me in foster care. She left us with her mom. She so your grandma. My, her, yeah, my grandma. Okay. And she and she because my grandma like dated like abusive men. Okay. And and my mother. So my mother was like a teen mom, and she couldn't take the shit no more because she would, you know, she burned one of her boyfriends with an iron to get her off. Right, she her. sounds Puerto Rican. Yeah, my mother don't fuck around. I and, like that. And and but she just and her, my grandma would just keep going back to these motherfuckers, so she couldn't take it no more. Yeah, you get and addicted she, to it. Yeah, and and the thing is, they would never abuse us. Or her, okay. she just got tired of watching her mother get fucked up, and she couldn't. I get it. So she left us with her until she could go find a place. Blah blah blah. But in the meantime, one of our hating ass neighbors <laughs> called the cops and said we was home alone, that kind of shit. And then, <sighs> and then, and then, because back then, this was before everybody really, really, really hated the police. So back then, they used to have the officer friendly program. Okay. And they and and every, so the officers would come to the school and they were like, "Hey, I'm officer friendly." And they would introduce themselves to the kids. So when the cops knocked on the door, you know, because we got the whole speech, don't open the door for nobody. Sure. Shit. Especially and, Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. But the cops knocked on. I was like, "Hey, it's officer friendly," and I opened <laughs> the fucking door, and he was not friendly. What did he do to you? Oh, he didn't. He didn't do anything to me. But, but he, he just saw that you were home alone. Right. He, and so we got. We ended up in the fucking in the system. System. And yeah. your mom could never get you back, and your grandma could never get you back. Yeah, I mean, it just got real complicated after that. And, Damn. And we, but we ended up with. So me and my older brother have different dads. We ended up with his grandmother because she was a foster parent. Right. Me. So we ended up 
you know, so it was weird. I went from being the youngest to being like one of like 11 kids. Right. And then my dad came back into the picture, took me out of there. Right. And and then I went back, then I went back to being the oldest. Because he already had two kids. Because in foster care, you can, let's say your mom and dad or, or no one came to get you. Let's say you went to foster care at eight years old. What happens when you're 18? They just throw you out? Or do they set you up with anything? Well, it, it varies from state to state. But in Maryland, they send you, so you can go to college till you're 21. Okay. But the problem with that is you still, they still control your whole life. They decide where you live, who your roommates are. They take you shopping. They buy your groceries. They buy your clothes. And I was just over that shit. That's what, because that's what they offered me. I was a real smart kid, you know. You were a real smart. I kid. was a very smart kid. You could, yeah. I could tell you, you're very intelligent. Yeah, I got shitty grades, but I was always like, yeah. I'm smart. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, because you were like, the school isn't for everybody. Yeah, like it's that. like I got better, I got worse grades than him. Yeah, I'm smarter than him. Right, right, right. So fuck grades. That's how I thought as a kid. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So in the foster, so 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 if you were in the foster care, let's say let's say you know you're foster in the foster care, you're 17, 18, you're a smart guy, you come up with some type of like you know business idea. You can't monetize that or get any money of that while you're in foster care. Oh, you mean like if I invent something as a foster child? Yeah, and start a like you're an eighteen year old whiz kid. Do I get money from it? No, I'm saying like like I don't know. Oh, let's say let's start it. let's say you were 18 years old. You're an 18 year old kid. You're in foster care. You get involved with the FTX guy. You're fucking a brainiac. You're making real money. You can't you can't make that money. Like once you're in foster care, like you, you're not allowed to make any type of income for you or go have a day job or anything like that. Well, I think I think you can't because the thing is, once you're 18, is optional. Ah, uh, okay. So you can be like, because that's what I did. I was like, fuck all of y'all. They were like, Brian, don't. Join the military. Like, whatever you do. Like, you're smart enough to go to college and get a degree. And I was like, and I was just so defiant. Like, back then, because, you know, like, as a kid, you fucking, you, sometimes you don't realize you just being contrarian. Like, you like you, you end up, you get betrayed by so many adults that right. you just do the opposite of what they tell you. Right. The problem with that, though, is that when you're dealing with an adult that actually give a fuck about you, and you do the opposite of what they tell you, then you fucking yourself. You know? Right. So it's like the one person that actually gave a fuck about me was like, don't join the military. Get your degree. And I was like, fuck you. Right. And you went to the military. I went to the military, which was great. That was, but that was easily the most, the best decision I made in my whole life. Was to go to the military. Yeah, because it gave me stability and it gave me reprieve from consequences, from like serious ones, where it's like I was able to live like these, I won't say rich kids, but it was like I was able to fuck up and recover and learn my lessons without, because everything in the military is kind of in-house. Like, unless you rape somebody or get a DUI or something like that, it's like all your little fuck-ups, you know, you bad with your money, you don't, you know, whatever. You don't have to, you don't fall all the way because they, they still need you. So they, they might punish you internally, but you don't, it doesn't ruin your fucking life. You right. Know? So it was that kind of shit. It was like I was able to have stability for the first time ever. And, I, and, and then, but I do for sure that the military wasn't for me. Right, but I, I did my time. Was it because you didn't? What 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 wasn't? What 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 wasn't for you about it? You you because you're not allowed to. You're not really allowed to be a free thinker. You can't think for yourself. You know, you're not supposed to question things. You're supposed to just follow orders without question. Yeah, and that's that's and if you're if you're mildly intelligent, that's impossible because the person in charge of you, you would have to trust that they were smarter than you. Right, and so it's like. As soon as you get a leader that you don't believe in, right. that shit's torture to me. Well, that's that's and and I'm not, you know, shitting on our military. I'm just saying history, historically, you know, I, I remember like reading a lot of books and learning and and you know, even from colonial times all through the Civil War, all the soldiers, like 
they always were the ones who were like below level intelligence because they could just follow orders, not question anything. That that's why you know Hitler killed the the first Jews. He killed were the ones, the free thinkers, the creative, the artists, the yeah. the, the, the teachers. He was like, get them out of here. I need people that are going to just walk into that gas chamber. Yeah, it was so, no comedians left in, in zero in Germany. Zero. Nah, nah. And and so it is. It is that's that's interesting. Yeah, because because you know it, it, it's it's a weird thing. I I guess you can rise up the ranks of a military. And be the military and be like very intelligent, but the common foot soldiers just have. I'm not saying it's smart or not, but they just have to be willing to be like, I don't question anything, and that's that's a hard thing for a free thinker to yeah, deal with. Yeah, you know what? You know what they used to do to us, like in in boot camp, they would constantly tell you that when the first day there, they tell you, you know what the definition of discipline is? Instant willingness and obedience to orders, and you would say it all the time, thousands of times. I said it in that three month period. Wow. What is discipline? It's the willingness and obedience to orders. And it wasn't until five years later when I got out that I looked actually looked up the word discipline, and that's not what it means at all. <laughs> but that's what we, you know, it's like, yeah. It, like, and, and, it, and every veteran has this impatience about them because of that, where it's like, at least every Marine Corps veteran has this, like, where it's like, if I, if I give somebody simple, direct instructions, right. and they fuck it up, I just, I have to, I have to leave, because I, I get so furious about people that can't just listen, especially right. yeah, it was like it's like if I if I put a motherfucker right there and I go hey, no matter what, don't let anybody walk through this door, nobody. And I come back and Chris is in here, and I go what the fuck? And they go that's Chris Stefano. I said nobody, nobody. Then I hire the next motherfucker. I'm like hey, listen, I don't give a fuck if it's Jesus Christ with the Virgin Mary. Don't let nobody in this door. And I come in here and Jesus in here. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, what you doing? I couldn't let the Lord in. You should have fucking just got sent to hell before you let anybody in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Some people, yeah. that's what they that's what they mean. It's like, do exactly what I told you right when I tell you. So then that had to then lend itself in a big way, in a positive way to comedy. Because comedy takes so much discipline with writing and performing. I'll, and I'll, I'll say this. My, di my discipline ain't as strong as it was back then. But one thing that'll never, ever, ever leave me that I learned, the biggest skill I took out of there was learning to suffer through things. Right. To keep, to do whatever the fuck I could, even when I'm suffering. Because that's what they teach, that's really what it teaches you, is like, you can be miserable and still get the job done. Right. That's what's helped me in comedy. Is right. Just all, because you know, I don't know how long you've been doing this, right? Maybe, Since 2010. Yeah, so a long time, 13 yeah, years. 13 years, yeah. And and so, so it's like, I mean, those first five, six, seven, ten years, you're you you know you so many disappointments. Oh, people yeah. trying to fuck with your pa with your paper. Yeah, you know you thinking you won something and you didn't, or you yeah. thinking you deserve something and you see some whack motherfucker get it. It's like just years and years of nothing. Even no matter how hard you work, but that's what I learned from that. It's like sometimes shit ain't fair. Right, you can't just cry your way out of shit. Right, you know what I mean. You got to work your way out of shit. Yeah, yeah. My my father told me once, you'll really learn to love life when you understand life isn't fair. And I've always, I've always, I've always. Ex he told me that when I was like ten years old, eleven years old, and it's just like it was a fundamentally life changing moment for me because I've always been like, yeah, like he was like, hey, Chris, the life is not a movie. You know how in the movies the villains always lose. Right. That's not real life. That's He's like, life. as a matter of fact, whoever you hate in this world, the villain is probably going to go as far as they can go and then die with loved ones all around them oh, with yeah. all the money in the world and you might be a good guy and and lose everything. He's like, but still, just be a good guy anyway. He was like, it's better. But he was like, I just need you to understand that do not think that life is fair because he was like, you know, he would talk about my mom. He was like, you know, your mother's issue. 
she she thinks that <laughs> she doesn't understand that life isn't fair, and she thinks she's always wondering why the ball doesn't bounce her way. He's like, well, it ain't, it ain't fair, lady. It ain't fair. It's and, not. I, and I was like, wow, yeah. And so I accept that now. I, I get, you know, I don't I don't have this attitude in comedy and life and parenting of why me. I'm always just like, hey, I always I tell my daughters every day. Even even if they've done nothing, I always tell them every day, I'm like, remember, your happiness, your sadness, every emotion comes from within. Do not blame anything on anybody else ever. It is always your choice on how you react. And my seven-year-old, I think, is starting to understand that because she still gets angry and stuff, but then she'll take I see her take a deep breath, and she'll be like, I'm wow. like, you are controlling your reality. This is, you know, you can punch me in the face right now, and it's my decision to get mad at you or not. It's my, it, it is, from the... From the most extreme examples, you could tell me I got two weeks to live. It is my choice how I accept that information. Right. I do not have to fall on the floor and be like, I can any way I want. So I want to make, you know, and it's difficult. I'm not saying I do it all the time. I do react unfavorably and I do sometimes forget my own advice. But you reflect. I reflect always. I always, yeah. at the end of every day, in the, I always take, I, you know, I've tried to meditate more. I try to do the transcendental meditation where I'm doing 20 minutes twice a day. And a lot of times I just can't get there. But always five minutes when I wake up and five minutes before I go to sleep, I just no phone, shut my brain off, feet on the floor, just try to reflect on the day or look forward to what the day may be and re remind myself of some of these mantras and things I have. Um, yeah, so I'll keep a track of the mantras, man. Yeah. I try to keep them all in. Because that's another thing. People, some people think that, you've arrived like there that being a well-rounded or being a good person or being a badass is or keeping it real is something that you achieve and then you get to keep it like a trophy right it's like no it's something you have to fight to be every day right right like i, like I, I try my best to be my authentic self but i fail at it of course and I, and I go home and go you were you were a fucking bitch ass dude but you, today. you know what man life to me <clears throat> life to me is little moments right it's yeah. little moments i think sometimes we get this grandiose uh kind of vision of ourselves. We're like, I want to be the, you know, take our profession. I want to be the greatest comic that ever lived. Or I, and it, that's fine. But understand that, number one, if you want that, you're gonna, that takes a huge amount of sacrifice. It takes a huge amount of pressure. That takes a huge amount of energy. And also, no matter how great you are, you will be forgotten. I don't care who yeah. you are. You will eventually be forgotten. So for me, it's like, rather than if that happens, that happens. But for me, I, I, try, to, I try to make everything small. I try to have a good hour. You know what I mean? I yeah. try to have a good hour, and if I have a bad hour the next hour, then I'm like, all right, let's try to make this next hour better. Some, you know? And here's the other truth. Like you said, some people, you just don't have that. You don't have the tools. It's like, listen, no matter how much you want to be, you're never going to you're never gonna be in the NBA. You're, you're five, you're five seven. Yeah, you have it, one foot. Yeah, and it, it, it like, it's like, and so, but here's the, here's the thing. What, what happens, and I see this a lot in comedy, but it's everywhere, is people are, people are so caught up that they not LeBron. Right, that they not even satisfied with just being in the league. Yeah, it's like you in the league, you making money doing what you love. You're, you're you, in the league, and you have, and your hairline is not bad. You have yeah. a normal hairline. You're not gonna be LeBron. That's fine. Be you be Lance Stevenson. You still it. In, you're in the league. Is he yeah. still in the league? Lance Stevenson, I think, is still in the league. Yeah. Is he on the Pacers? No, he's not on the Pacers anymore. Maybe he's on the Hornets. I don't know. Who knows? But my point is, yeah, you 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 can't keep you can't be comparing your shit. Right. You know? And it's also like, you know, different people have different circumstances, different reasons why somebody gets this or that. I just think for me, like, I, I just try to say, okay, what, like, I look at life, like, 
you can like 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 let's take like a Ferrari, right? If if one of the tires on a Ferrari, yes, you have a Ferrari, but if one of the tires is flat, you all you got is a car with a flat tire. You can't drive that shit. So for me, it's like one tire is family, one tire is money, one tire is relationship with my friends, and you know, one tire is you know how I'm being as a human being. I try to make sure all four of them are balanced as much as I can. If I have a lot of money and I'm doing well, but you know, I don't see my kids, then what do I really have? I have a flat tire Ferrari. And, you know, same thing which any way you direction. So the goal to me is the balance. And sometimes when you go after one so much, like whatever it may be, money or fame or power or even the other side, if all you want to do is spend your time with your, your family, then your, your whole life is out of balance and you, and you have a flat tire somewhere in your Ferrari. So I try to think about that. Like now, that. let me tell you something. Right now, I got four flat tires. I'm not saying I'm fucking crushing it right now. I've been, I've been, your boy's been striking out. But I'm just <laughs> saying that I strive for that. I strive for... The balance of it. And I think, you know, what happens is once, you know, you, you said you're 40. Yeah. So I'm 38. So I, I, we've both gotten to an age, I'd assume, that I now, I am comfortable and happy with who I am. I try my best. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. My insecurities, I still have them, but they're not as profound as they were when I was 25. So for me, I can genuinely just be happy for you or someone when they get something. Because I'm like, you know what, man? I don't want to trade places with you. I don't want to. I don't want. Uh, you know, my, my mentor's life. I want my life. So I'm like, I'm happy with what I got. I may, you, if anything, you'll inspire me. I'll be like, oh, yeah. so-and-so was able to, to do that. I'm like, good for them. How do I get to do that and also maintain a balance? But it's not like, how come they got that and not me? Because I'm like, I don't want to be you. Oh, yeah. I don't want to trade place with anybody. Yeah, because you're not, because I always look at people like, you're, everyone is a perfect balance of talent and shame. Right. And it's like, and to, to make it, you you have to have a tremendous amount of talent or a lack of shame, right? It, it, or some some combination of the so, two. Right? I've never heard it that way. Yeah. That's, 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 People that's good. with absolutely no shame, right, and no talent can make it. Yeah, that's like, interesting because you're willing to go do whatever. They 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 both can go as far. Yeah, yeah. And so people so people with talent watch somebody with no shame go get something, and they go, "How the fuck?" How the, yeah, it's because you're not willing to do what they're willing to do. You're you're talented, and you don't have to. But it's a longer road. Right or whatever, and you might not never get to see. When I started, when I started doing stand up, when I, because, because that's the thing, I was so lost from being a foster kid. I, I felt undervalued. I did, I couldn't understand why no family wanted me. Why I kept being moved around and thrown away, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I and I and I knew I had a good brain. Everyone kept telling me how smart I was, and I just, but I just didn't know what to pour my shit into. I, and then when I finally found comedy, and I, I was suspicious of it at first. But when I when the first time somebody put money in my hand, I was like, wait a minute, this was twenty bucks. But if I can get this up to like fifty, yeah, I could I could just do this. You know, if I could do if I could do ten shows a week, I get fifty bucks per show. That was unrealistic back then, but still, I was like, I could get through this. And once I once I knew what it was, I was like, oh, I don't like I don't care what it means. Like whatever the consequence will be for me doing for me going all in on this. I'll accept that because I I met plenty of comics that were like, you know, they, they were just road dogs. They've been in the game right. for twenty years. They weren't they weren't a household name. They weren't a name at all. They still on the road now. Right. And 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 they were making money and they weren't happy. But I was like, even if I turn out as one of these motherfuckers, so be it. Right. I, because before I started doing comedy, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I worked at Intel. I had a secret right. security clearance. I worked at Intel, not for not intelligence. Intel, the chip maker. I worked there. Right. I got laid off. I moved back home. I worked at the Pentagon. 
for a couple years. I got laid off from that. And they were both great paying jobs with great bennies and all that. And I hated them. I knew that that wasn't for me. Even the money was the money was great, and I still fucking hated it. Well, I think, too, what happens is, is as we go through this journey, just like of life, w- you realize, like, money is not the only currency. So, so right. you need money, of course, to live your life. I'm not saying anti-money. You need it. But if you make other things currency, time, relationships, you know, being at home, relaxation, all those things, then when you start to get an opportunity and you start to say, okay, the money is this, but what are the other currencies that it's also going to take take right. away? Then you start to that. Then you, I think, once you start to figure out what your other currencies that are important to you are, you start to be like, you start to live the life you want to live. And sometimes that might be not that might not be the most money in your in your bank account. Have you heard of uh, Have you heard of uh, the Harvard Grant study? What do you think I jerk off to? <laughs> so <then> it's, it's <laughs> damn, dude, we have so much in common. No, it's, it's, so it's a book called Tri- Triumphs of Ex- Triumphs of Experience. Okay, and it's it's the culmination of the Harvard Grant study. So basically, every everyone that applied to Harvard for seventy years, they gave them a survey every few years. Not not everybody got in. Everybody that applied, and they followed them their whole lives. And every year, it was a happiness survey. Like, you know, right. are you ever, and what they found was, at the end of it all, the, the it was a bunch of other shit factors. But the number one thing they, that they had in common, the happiest among the people, it wasn't how much money they made or where they lived or anything. It was who had the most meaningful relationships. Wow. So that's what I value over money the most. Like where it's like, I I'm because because you know you know you've been in Hollywood now for a minute and you see how like a motherfucker will come to you and be like, hey, you know. We got this role over here that we think will be perfect for you, yeah. you know. And the, but the problem is, you know, we know you're friends with uh, Danny over there, and, and you know, if you take it, he'll lose it. But we won't say anything to him, you know. And it's like, no, yeah. They're like, oh, well, we'll give you fifty grand. I don't need fifty grand. I need, I need my friend. Right, right. Fuck that money. Right. Yeah, I'll get more money. Yeah. In fact, the only reason I'm in here is because Danny recommended me to this person who recommended me to you. Yeah. So fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, you know? because the friendship with Danny is also a currency. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like meaningful relationships are where are where it, it that's the most important factor in your lifelong happiness. Right. Don't ever, ever give up a fucking meaningful meaningful friendship for money. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and 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 really, I mean and and you know, I hate you know, when you make blanket statements, it's 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 crazy because like we're so everybody's an individual. That that's how I roll it. I'm like, man, like I if I don't know you and 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 I don't know who you are, I can't judge you on your religion or skin color, or whatever. It's individual. That 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 that's what I like. You know, I'm like people are people, and I want to talk to people. But I do think we all, all of us, can like whatever money you have right now, you can be, you can live within your means, and you can find. Comfort and the life you want with whatever, even if you have no money. Yeah, dude, absolutes, absolutes always come back to bite me in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, like 20 years from now, I'm going to steal a Rovin's mind and somebody, but look at this hypocrite. They're going to come back and play this clip. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, speaking of absolutes, always bite you in the ass. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't like to to do that. Uh, but but I do think I do think that, you know, we'll go, especially now in this, like, time that we're living in, you know, uh, and, and I, I'm like, man... I don't know, like, if it's the media. I don't know if it's just it was as crazy now as, you know, 100 years ago it was. It's just we didn't see it all the time. But I do feel like, truly, where I, every day I wake up, some I'm like, man, today could be you get shot today. Yeah. That could happen. You know what it is? We're living in the back of the book. Wow. We're, 
That's the name of the episode. Yeah, society is. You know how the, the, in, in your math book the answers would be in the back of the book. Yeah, it's like that's what with society now. Everyone gets the answers. They don't have to do any of the thinking. Yeah. So so you you know it's the pseudo intelligence that everybody has, where it's like they just know where to go get the answers, but they haven't done any of the work. They couldn't show you the work. They couldn't right. tell you where the idea came from. Right. Yeah. But they just know the answer. They just know the answer, and they'll defend it till the till their death. Now, do you want kids? I didn't used to, like until like recently, like right. until this year, right? Because I was so afraid to be a bad parent, right? You know, because I've met so many, right? <laughs> you know? And I was like, I don't want to fuck some kid up, right? And now I'm afraid that, like I said, we're, this is, we're the last generation that can have kids, or that or that will have that can have kids. I mean, people are gonna fuck and have kids no matter what the sure. situation is, but but it's be the last generation gonna have kids is like 100 percent good. We're right. about to go back to like when you need to have ten. Just, and hope three of them survive. You right. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know the, the simple yeah, fact I, that most of our kids make it out of childhood is like a new thing in history. But I, but I, but I would like to see what my kid would be like with certain people. Right. So yeah, I think I'm not against it. Like I, I feel like you're the kind of guy. Okay. Just off your energy, you're the kind of guy I would not be shocked if I didn't see you in five years and you had a kid. That was half Vietnamese. You said I had sex with a Vietnamese woman, and this is our beautiful child. You look like a, you got you got you got half you got you like Vietnamese women energy, and it's a positive thing. I like. You like Asian women? I like I, I like all. Women. I mean, I haven't seen any particular race of women that I wouldn't fuck. You know. Yeah, that's true too. I don't think there's ever been a race of women like, I wouldn't I, fuck. Like what I'm saying is, I've met a woman. I've met women from every race that I found attractive. Right. Yeah, like so far. I mean, not every race on the planet, but but I haven't come across any any race where I haven't seen a woman in that race that's attractive to me. You know, too, from a from a um, uh, uh, a nature perspective, from a health perspective, the further you go away from your race, the healthier that child will be. That nature wants us. Nature yeah. wants us to go as far away from our race as possible. So it is interesting, right? How we think. Oh, stay with your race, tribalism, whatever. But nature says, no, 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 yeah, you stupid crazy, human man. idiots. It's the the opposite is true, actually. The healthiest children are the furthest away. And, and, on his, race. and his thing too is like, I hate people so much. Good. That that's that, why you're a good comic, yeah, for real. I'm, I'm a misanthrope to the core. And so f- for me, that's always sounded crazy. Because I it's like just the chances of finding somebody that I could tolerate. Like in my space and around my kids is so hard that that for for their race to be a disqualifier, I would just be a lonely. I would just be alone forever. Yeah, you you have to be low level intelligence to be racist. I think you have yeah. to be like I don't. Not many very intelligent people that I know are. It's very difficult to be racist because you see the, the you see the problem in it immediately. Yeah, it's like somebody it's like somebody going. Uh, you can hit the lottery, but only on a Thursday. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Aren't we just trying to hit the lottery here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what's important. You found yeah. one. Yeah. I knew a guy who hit the lottery twice, but he was a criminal from New York, so I do believe he rigged it. Oh. But what he did with his money the first time, which is this was a smart thing, he opened up all, you ready for what he did? He opened up all laundry mats across the streets from the project buildings in, New, in I think it's, in the Bronx, New York, because the the project buildings didn't have functioning lawn washer dryers in their building because the city wouldn't keep up with them. So he opened up laundromats across the street, and he had a gold mine. 
Oh yeah, that's smart. Smart and it's cash. Cash only. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then, doesn't that, that attract the mob? Cash only businesses. Well, this. I mean, this guy's name was Joe Pantaleo. Oh, okay. So okay. we might have been. Yeah. I mean, you win the lottery twice. He's like, oh, what a coincidence. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> Is the mob still a thing? No, but you know what? I'm happy to say that they are coming back. Because the th- here's the thing with the mafia is is listen my, you know I grew up not in it or anything like that uh, but around it you know family around it father you know potentially around it I will say I will tell you that yes if you mess with them and 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 you know uh, not good if you know they, they they had they had their ways about them you know could be you know mean spirited guys yes yes but but as far as safety in the neighborhood you were safe. If the mafia was in your neighborhood, the old school Italian mafia, they were in your neighborhood, they were, it was, you could, you were pretty safe that nobody was going to rob your store, nobody was going to fuck with you. Now that came with a price, they would, you know, exploit you for money and you had to pay, uh, you know, for that protection. So that sucks because that was, may have been against your will. But for the most part, you know, the, the neighborhoods were like, yeah, dude, you're just you're you're not you're not gonna rob an old lady and get away with it in the Gotti's neighborhood. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yes, by the way, yes, I won't. I will racist for sure, racist, uh, absolute prop. But but there is a lot. There is a lot of uh, love between uh, the hip hop community and the mafia community. They kind of d- did a lot of same things, oh. bonded over a lot of the same things. Old school mafia members, racist. New school mafia members, less racist, but still racist. They will, they, they would take the opportunities. They would take the opportunities. Yeah. Less but it, racist. But it was the same thing about the, with the Black Panthers. Right. Right? It was like, they, you know, you could, you could talk about, you could talk about the negative side of it all, or, or the Black Panthers, or the, they turn to like the, the Crips and the Bloods and all of that. Yeah, that's... You could talk about the negative side of gang shit, but... When it started off, it's like they were doing. They would. They did like a, a school lunch thing. Like they would feed the kids lunch. Yeah. Buy book drives and yeah. all of this other shit. Yeah. And if you were in that neighborhood, you were yeah. safe. Yeah. That's the thing is, I, and I, by the way, I always thought about that. I was always like, you know, with the Bloods and the Crips, negative stereotype. The Mafia, not as negative, not as a negative a stereotype. I'm like, to the communities, it's the same shit. They were yeah. both kind of protecting their own business interests, but then also protecting the people that live in their neighborhood. You know, it would only be you would get hurt by the bloods, the crypts, or the mafia if they were like, hey, you're not from my neighborhood. And then, boom, you could get hurt. But if you're from that neighborhood, they were not going to hurt you. They were going to make do, sure you were protected. Do you think we're, that that's better? That that's a better way? Is that, what you were, is that the point you were trying to make? I think that, it, I think that in your respective neighborhood, it keeps, it keeps the streets a bit safer. I think mm. because they're really mostly Bloods, Crips, Mafia. Only really, yes, the innocent bystanders get hit by both sides, and that sucks. But I mean, look at the world we live in now. You fucking on this. You could be on the train, and somebody will stab you for no reason. Mostly, it's 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 intra gang crime. You know what? You know that's what that's what one of the biggest problems is with policing, right? Is that is that now we have it in a lot of the big cities. The, the police don't live anywhere near the people that they, they don't have know the authority community. over, right? Yeah. So they don't have a connection to the community, so they come into the community with like a us versus them mentality, right? And and vice versa, right? So it's like you don't live because you know it's, it's so hard to explain it to people that live in like small towns or like I got I got a buddy I got a buddy from Boston and it's like these motherfuckers went to high school with the cops that's patrolling their neighborhood. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? So, so it's like they pull they pull one of them over and they go, oh you a little drunk man, get your ass home with you three blocks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or they see a little scuffle and they show up and go, hey, get, right. take, take your ass home before I call your mother. Right. But but it's like if if nobody knows anybody, if the cop right. just pulls up and he sees two dudes fighting, it's like one of y'all might die, get go to jail, get right. arrested over over some bullshit squabble, you know, but if the cop knows you 
Right. He knows your family. Yeah. You go to church together. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. You know, when I went to Germany, the police there, they first of all, they go through four years of academy, not six months, four years of police academy. They are like pretty much like paramilitary people. Mm. And they go through, but the last, I think it's a year of their training is all in the classroom, is all dealing with people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, putting them in situations where how do you react to this, how do you react to that, where our, at least the NYPD, they don't do that. It's very much just like, hey, can you do push-ups, sit-ups, <laughs> run on right. track, here's a gun, and then you go, go get fat. You know, I'm sure they... I'm sure that they have stuff, you know, people, you know, I have a lot of police officers that listen, I'm sure they're like, I'm going to get emails, okay, <laughs> I know I'm a fucking stupid oh, yeah. asshole, but but there is something to be said where I think a big problem with our police now is they're not trained as well as other nations' police. Yeah. They're just not, you know, we, I, maybe we don't have the budget, what I know, because Ukraine got to get that money, we got to send money to Ukraine. We don't have a national police, it's all like local. Local stuff, yeah. Yes. Well, that's always been the issue with states' rights versus federal rights, it's always been like states' rights, well, that's what, you know... The founding fathers like, yeah, states' rights, they knew it. They're like, yeah, states' rights going to get a little racist. It's gonna, states' rights going to get a little problematic <laughs> a little quick. Right, we right. need a, a, a one governing body, but I don't know, dude. I, you know, politics, I don't fucking know. Do you yeah. care about the president? I, I don't. I, yeah. used, I used to. I mean, I, I don't know if it matters as much as people claim. I think it's just it, it just changes the speed at which we're hurtling towards doom. Right. It, I don't think it is going to change the outcome, right? Because everybody's like, everybody's like, fuck fascism unless they about to do what I want, right? Right. Then, right. then bring it on, you know? Right. Right. So, right. Right. So right. I, both both sides are cool with fascism, right? And and they don't realize like you're giving every time they promise you something, you giving power to these motherfuckers, and right. then, and then and then and then you don't know who's going to have that power next time. Well, I think this whole thing, I think what the internet has done a good job of is kind of. Breaking down this illusion of freedom that we've thought we've had in America. No, nobody, no, no country is free. You're, you're, no. The government at any moment at any time can take everything away from you whenever they want. But again, if you just accept that to be true, then you'll have a better life. It's yeah. like you know, like what? Well, what do you? Okay, yeah. You know, people, you know, get mad. Or, is the government spying on me? I'm not going to give you my face in my facial <laughs> recognition technology. You're not going to make an AI bot on me. It's like, dude, you're a narcissist. You're an idiot. Just shut up. If they want it, they'll take it. Just fucking be happy. You're going to get one spin on this planet. Just shut your mouth, please. You live with your mother. Plus, man, I gave them all everything. Google knows everything about me. Everything. Everything. And then and then it's at the point now where they've studied us to the point where even if you don't give them shit, if you, if you, if I, if I put you in the middle of nowhere with a brand new fresh computer that no one had ever touched and no one knows it's you. No one knows you're there. If I let you live there for a month on the internet, they would know it was you. From right. the shit you was Google. Yeah. Like, like you, I banned you from social media. You can't log on to any of your apps. But just from the stuff you search, just from the videos you watch, yeah. eventually they would narrow it down and go, that's yeah. him. They would say, all this guy does is look up Domino's and chubby Indian women. We know it's Chris Stefano. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> it's like right after he looks at porn, he orders Domino's. That's, that's what it's definitely him. That's he's sad, he's depressed, and he's just he's going there with a with a belly button full of cum to eat a a, a pizza from Domino's. Right, this guy is <laughs> this guy's doing Molly and reading books. That's what it is. He's, what uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at uh, BS Comedian on all my socials. You can buy tickets to my shit. On, I'm gonna be in North Carolina this weekend. I'm gonna be in. Uh, Milwaukee in two weeks. Uh, go to com for tickets to that. 
And my podcast, BS with Brian Simpson, on all the platforms. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it, bro. Chrissy Chaos, you know where I am. I'm in the fucking dumpster. (laughs) 